Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So, sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. To save my Catholic marriage minute, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. The Catholic Alpha Save My Marriage Minute is for you if your marriage is, has very little, very little or no passion. Um, your wife has asked for divorce or separation. You have no emotional closeness. You're separated. You didn't want it. Um, you're in separate bedrooms. Your marriage is boring or has no passion in it. Um, you engage in the marital brace less than once a week or severe less than once a month. You are divorced, but you did not want it. In this 63rd episode, I asked, what are the clues? Your beloved may want a divorce. Clue number 25, man, we are getting down toward the end, y'all, for real. <laughs> Plus, live calls answering your marriage questions. So, please, Get in the queue. I've helped many men in their marriages, so give me the chance to help you. <clears throat> Get in the queue by calling 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225. Or call from your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage <laughs> confusion. So the quote of the day, um, today's quote's a little bit different because uh, of the theme of the show today. So I want to do this um, 
to it's, it's a little long, but I want to do it because it's 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 very very good. If you really try to hear what I'm saying and what the quote is stating. So, quote of the day, quote, marriage and divorce. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. Great crowds followed him and he cured them there. Some Pharisees approached him and tested him saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause, whatever? He said in reply, have you not read that from the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. They said to him, then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. I say to you. Whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful and marries another, commits adultery. End quote. Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 9. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, we're back. So, hey. I got this great segment that I'm bringing back. Uh, my wife was the one that asked me to bring it back a while back. Of course, you know, men, we don't listen like we're supposed to. But I was going through some uh, research and saw that this is probably something I should do. So let's rock this. Marriage in the news. Hollywood hookups, shack ups, and screw ups. <laughs> so... Married to the news. This segment is to take on, is is my take on uh, marriage in Hollywood from a Catholic point of view. So that's what we do. We're gonna look at this from a Christian point of view. Look at marriages in Hollywood, man. You know they all messed up. That's why it's called Hollywood hookups, shackups, and screw ups because that's what they basically do. Celebrity, you know, celebrity couples. They really. They don't care. They 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 go for as long as they go. And my reason for doing this is to to bring a little light to to what we're doing, you know, because you know I'm sometimes I get a little too serious um, on my content, so I like to loosen things up every now and then. And you know I'll do this on a regular basis because it's, it's kind of fun. You know I I joke around a lot with the with the with these celebrity couples. You know I I know they don't really they they mean well. They try. <laughs> so check it out. On January 1st, 1970, the first no-fault divorce law in the United States went into effect in California. 
Ooh, you could thank Mr. Ronald Reagan for that one. Within five years, the country's divorce rate nearly doubled, skyrocketing from 650,000 divorces a year to more than 1 million. It's never fallen below that mark in the decades since. Today, I examine an article by Alice First of the website L'Officiel, and the name of the article is Celebrating Celebrity Cheating Scandals. Now, look, these couples, man, they, they just can't get it right. So these are 11 of the cheating scandals in Hollywood, you know, for, you know, recently. Um, and you're probably going to recognize a few of them. So but basically what I'm going to do is going to do, because, you know, I don't want to do all of them. So we'll do like two or three a day until they're gone. And then this will be all the time that I'm going to do this. So it doesn't matter how many we do a day. But I just wanted to kind of mess around a little bit. <laughs> so let's hit it. So and, and so in these 11 celebrity marriage scandals, I give you the, the Catholic take, which is Christ's view. Remember, Catholic, Christian, Christ's view. That's what that means. You know, I'm bringing it from him. So I'm not really judging these people, but, you know, the way you got to look at it is, man, when are we going to start saying, hey, man, this ain't right? You know, only God can judge a person's soul, but it's up to us um, <clears throat> Christians and Catholics to to judge actions of people. All right. So with that being said. Um, <clears throat> we can avoid these situations in our, um, in our marriages. And that's really why I'm doing it. You know how I am. I want to teach you guys and show you guys as much as I can, to, you know, from all points of view so that you can start to, to, to make things better or keep your marriage good, you know, cause you don't want a, a good marriage to start going bad. So, you know, we got to keep you on your game and on your toes. So again, um, so first up, so first up, we're going to mess with old Adam Levine. So it could be, I think his name is pronounced Adam Levine and Bahati Prinsloo. I probably didn't pronounce that right either. But you guys, you know him. You know, you young folks, y'all know him. I don't know him. I know Adam Levine. He's like a, a, a singer and he's on that, that show. I like the voice, uh, which I don't watch anymore, you know. Um, but anyway, so here's uh, <clears throat> Miss First. This is her... Um, her take on it. So Instagram model and influencer Sumner Stroh, 23 years old, shared a TikTok video claiming that she and Adam Levine had an affair while the musician was still married to Bahati Prinsloo. With more than 16 million views, Stroh provides screenshots of exchange Instagram messages to back her story in which the moves like Jagger singer asked if he could name his baby Sumner. Are you serious? <laughs> he asked, he asked, he asked this girl who he's, he's married to. He got a wife and he's asking this girl, can he name their baby after her? Is that crazy, man? Is that crazy? Really? Wow. Anyway, <laughs> but guess what? After it went viral, his butt got caught. And he goes, she goes, Levine shares an apology on Instagram, writing, I used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period of my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. However, 
two more women have come forward with alleged flirtations from the singer. Wow. Wow. He crossed the line. You think so? Um, That's our problem. See, this is how we are. We just can't keep our private parts in our pants. First off, the men of these scandals, man, they have the nerve. And if you like go to this article, and it's going to be in the show notes. If you go to this article and look at them, these dudes, man, if they have wives that are extremely, extremely attractive. I mean, if they were a regular guy with no fame and money, there's no way they they have the game to pull these women. I'm telling you, they wouldn't. Look at them. The nerve of them. The nerve. This is the deal with men. We are never satisfied because we are broken and empty inside. We're always trying to fill the hole in our gut that only God the infinite can fill. We look at a woman instinctively like, well, I've conquered her. Next one up. And we look at our marriages the same way. When there's a problem, it's like, hey, I'll solve that problem. None of the next problem. I'm going to figure out get the car fixed. I'm going to fire an employee. Uh, I'll make sure the roof is repaired. And in the meantime, women, because they are bonded to us, keep putting up with it. Next, <laughs> being a fleck and Jennifer Gardner. The author, uh, Amy First, says, while the world is wrapped up in Benifer, so when I first saw that Benifer, I thought that that was a misprint, but no, they, I guess they're calling Ben and then Jennifer is, is Jennifer Lopez. So Benifer, they put the name together, man. These people are crazy. <laughs> that trip. So right now, lest we forget that Ben Affleck was once in a soap operatic turn of events caught cheating on Jennifer Gardner, the mother of his children and wife of 10 years with the nanny Ooh, with the nanny. I didn't know that. See, I don't keep up on this stuff. I just read this article yesterday. Wow, I didn't know he went that deep with it. <laughs> the couple divorced in 2018. Poor, poor Jennifer. See, we might think, hey, you know, Jennifer Gardner's a very attractive lady. You know, she can fire her another man. She got all this money. She's talented. She can do this and that. But man, that's not, no matter how rich a woman is, they are high maintenance. She got no money or a lot of money. It doesn't matter. Women must be shown that we love them each and every day, all the time. That's why I call them high maintenance. You know it, and I know it. If you just think back, you know the truth. So Jennifer Gardner, even though she is this very successful actress, man, she still wants love from the man she married. That's how women are. She didn't marry Ben Affleck so that he can go out and mess around with other women and stuff, with the nanny and stuff. You know, she's probably gone on the movie set, hanging out with Clint Eastwood and something. And then, you know, he's hanging out. First off, what the boy doing anyway? He ain't got time to be messing with no darn nanny. You know, the man got kids and stuff, got his kids involved and all of that. This is what I mean, dude. We, we've got to start holding men, all men to a higher standard. Why? Because that's what Christ asks us to do. You know, another thing too, we all say we love the kids, right? Sure we do. Just like a divorce, just like divorce. No one believes in divorce until they want one. Think about it. All the women that you know, they all, none of believe in divorce until they want one, especially if they're Orthodox Catholic or Orthodox Christian. You know, oh, no, I don't want no divorce. I don't want no divorce. I don't want no divorce. And then 
they they husband ain't acting right. Oh, I'm getting rid of him. I want a divorce. <laughs> okay. So um this man had two unbelievably talented and attractive women. And one of them is even the mother of his children. See, many of us think that fame, stature, and money are everything. But look at these people. They have it all, are completely miserable. They are miserable. This is what happens when you don't have the infinite in your life. We don't have God in our life. And that's what I said. He's not on the courthouse steps. He's out of schools. He's out of our jobs. You know, he's probably, so if, if he's out of all those places out of the country, then basically, eventually he will be out of our homes, out of our hearts, you know? Um, this dude, um, they have all the money in the world. You know, what more does he want? I mean, he is completely blind as to his mission as a man, Ben Affleck. You know, it, it just makes no sense. Like, you have to become, man, make a fight. Make the one you got happy. You know, he probably can't even, that girl probably ain't had a, had a climax with him in 10 years. Because <laughs> he's out there too busy messing around with these other women and stuff. Listen, I learned a long time ago, man, you love the one you with. You you learn how to satisfy her first. Learn how to make her fulfilled and happy and 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 learn all her mysteries and get curious about her. And 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 believe it or not, one woman will be more than enough for you. Believe it or not, it will. It will. Your wife, our wives have learned so much since we married them. Our job as a man is to continually explore her to learn her mysteries, to get into her. That way she becomes passionate about us. And then that way we're, we're going through this life together and experiencing things together because that's really what Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, and Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer, whatever. That's what they want. That's what all of us want. We seek a oneness with another human being, another woman or another man. If we're a man, we want a woman. If we're a woman, we want a man. Okay, and that's kind of where we are. But a lot of times we don't stick around long enough. And that person, well, he, she's not making me happy or he's not making me happy. Well, first of all, you've got to work together, you know, and, and, and stop trying to be selfish. And that's kind of what all this stems from, too. And that's kind of where my man Ben is. Look, Ben, you got all the money in the world. You got a beautiful, intelligent, and talented wife. You got great kids. And what do you do? Screw it all up because of the effeminacy, the reliance on extreme pleasure. That's what effeminacy is. It's not means that you, it doesn't mean that you're acting, he's acting like a woman. What it means is he's attached to pleasure. He's overly attached to pleasure. And that's mostly all men today because that's how we're bobbing this society that we are, <coughs> we're attached to pleasure. And all we do is seek pleasure. And so when you do that, you, you your mind gets cloudy. The demonic influences you and you kind of forget your responsibilities as a man. Right. Next, just think of all the pain that 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 Ben Affleck has caused um, God, his kids, his wife, Jennifer Lopez, bringing her in on his soul killing acts, <clears throat> thinking about the temporal effects as well. I mean, of how his selfishness and sin has spread from person to person. This is why God had to come down and die for the world's sin, because temporally it became too much and infinite, which meant that only the infinite himself could solve it. That's why Christ came down, because the sin 
spread throughout the world. It just became too much, and it, it, it was out of control. And so God sacrificed himself for us, okay? Um, come on, Ben. Get in the game, brother. Okay, last for the day, Kevin Hart and the Nico Parish. Woo, this is an old one because I did I did a little take on this one uh, when it happened, when it first happened a few years ago. But we're going to re-up it today. So Kevin Hart's infidelity story is water. Sorry. Kevin Hart's infidelity story is a little bit more complicated than being caught with a nanny or exposed on Instagram. Basically, Mr. Kevin was actually being extorted. After denying any wrongdoing, he took to Instagram in 2017 to apologize to his wife, Aniko Parrish, and his kids. So basically, that means the brother got caught, then he lied. Then, once everybody knew that he was lying, then he goes on and apologizes. I guess, okay, whatever, okay? Um, now, it was then later... Um, that he revealed that someone was in possession of a sexually explicit video of Hart and was attempted to receive money from him. Hart and Paris stayed together and he spoke about it on a podcast in 2020. So you got to give old Kevin a little credit. You know, he did come clean. He told everybody he's getting, he's gotten extorted. He basically he's getting blackmailed. See, but the, but we're going to, we're going to really be real with old Kev. Because, look, the brother's clueless. He is completely clueless. Um, he messed up so bad that he allowed someone to video him, then allowed himself to be blackmailed. So how too much pleasure in a sin makes us stupid? This is how. This is how too much sin and pleasure make us stupid. You know, also, if you've ever seen his wife, Aniko, have you seen this woman? I mean, she is very blessed with looks. And Kevin, with his five foot two butt, has the nerve to mess around on this woman. It's, what is up with this man? <laughs> Which goes back to my original point: the nerve of him, the nerve of these dudes. I mean, again, if this dude was a regular dude like me or you or whatever, you know, there's no way he could pull that woman. He couldn't, you know, because he wouldn't have the game for it. All right, and if he did pull her, it wouldn't be like he got her now. It'd be quick, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, anyway, we're going to go on. Cause I'll be on that all day. Um, huh. I'll let you ponder that one for a minute. If Kevin was a regular guy like us, would he be able to pull that woman, pull the Nico, let alone marry her? You know? Um, so this brings me to say the save my Catholic marriage minute, which is appropriately called, Hey, what I just went through and the quote of the day clues, my wife, may want a divorce. We're talking about clue number 25, and I hope you enjoyed that little segment and lighten us up a little bit this morning, and we will go more into the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute after the break. Bam. Hmm. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. 
Yes. Within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, here we are, y'all. We back, we back, we back. Man, I'm having, <clears throat> I'm having serious throat problems today. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm coughing and stuff, and I'm not quick enough to hit the mute button. <laughs> I got too much going on right here. But uh, I'll try my best, man. I'm trying to drink water and stuff. I, y'all see, I, I sound kind of grainy and stuff. Must be getting springtime and these silence things are starting to happen. Anyway, you know, hey, think about it. Think about it. You know, or has any of you out there got a question? Is 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 you know, is your is is your wife messing around on you? Is your husband messing around on you? You know, like these these stars right here. The problem that that most people don't understand is it's when your spouse messes around on you, you've got to understand there's a system to handle it. I have a system for almost everything. The reason why, so that if if a, if a wife is messed around her husband and the husband comes to me, instead of instead of him going to do something stupid, I teach him how to you know take care of this without you know getting in jail or getting a restraining order put on him or somebody getting hurt or killed. Because believe it or not, it ain't like when we was kids. You know, you know we're two years old and ten and twelve years old. We get in a fight. You know, it's over. It's over. Everybody, you know, I got my butt whooped. You got your butt whooped. I won. You won. Don't matter. The next day, we friends. The older you get, that's not how it rolls, man. You still getting to 13, 15, 17 years old, 30, 40 years old these days, man. People pull out knives. They pull out guns. They wait. No, they shotgun. They wait. They follow you back to your house. See, these days, this, this stuff is it's not like it used to be, man. Even back then, it wasn't. It wasn't good. You know, but these days people have there's no grace in the world. There's no grace in our country. So people just kind of act out how they want. Like my, my priest says, Father McCarthy, he will say, you can't talk to folks today. You can't. They ain't, they're not reasonable. They're not even they're not reasonable enough. You can't even make a point. Not to mention, if if you disagree with somebody, you ain't their friend no more. You have that happen. You know, you got you. You know, you you talking to somebody. You're their friend. Y'all good friends stuff. All of a sudden, y'all don't you disagree about something? They might agree with abortion, and you might not agree with abortion. Let's say, and then before you know it, y'all arguing and debating. All of a sudden, they ain't your friend no more because people they can't take anybody that, that disagrees with me. They ain't my friend. I don't like them. They don't like me. You know, so that's the thing. We got to learn how to handle these kind of things. So, like I said. If you got anything right now, you know, you know, kids ain't acting right. You got a problem with your kids. You got a problem with your husband. You got a problem with your, you know, your, uh, your wife. You know, let me know, man. Let's get this on, okay? So next, <laughs> so next up, 
we gonna we rock today. Man, my throat is woo, he's whooping on me. So number uh quote number uh clue number 25. But uh, as we've been doing for the last week, <clears throat> what is the other previous 24 clues? And as we go, we do every day, like look, guys, we only got what it's a 25, so I got like 30 or 31. Um, and we're so basically by next week, we'd be done almost for the most part. So then now the more clues I give you, then the odds of you being still okay, okay. So I still say if you got one or two of these, you you pretty much are right. you could probably handle these. When you start getting over three, man, that's when the problem set in, okay? That's when the problem set in. Because you need help to get out of it, because it's too much going on, right? So Let's go to the previous 24 real quick before we get into the to 25. <clears throat> so, from one, does she seem distant? Is she spending more time with single friends? Does she seem interested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Is she still as loving as she used to be? Number six, does she go out to clubs and events without you? Does she take longer to answer her text or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Has the arguing increased? Number 11, has, the, has she started putting the kids above you? Number 12, has she started putting her friends, siblings above you? Have you, have you stopped going to mass and entered the spiritual battle daily? Does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? 15, you make love less than once per week. 16, you make love less than once per month. Has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Are you beating her home when before she was already home? Number 21, she blames you for everything wrong in the marriage. 22, you can't seem to make her laugh anymore. 23, her phone is now locked and hidden. You can't even find it. 24, she no longer cares where you've been or keeps tabs on you. So what is the number 25 reason that your wife may want a divorce? Now, Look, this 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 is a tough one, Gray B right here, y'all. This this one, this one ain't I ain't playing with this one. <laughs> so here we go. Drop roll, please. Her hugs and pisses seem shorter with no feeling. Ooh, how many of us have had that happen? <laughs> a lot of us, right? Look, I'm going to say this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You, if you don't learn nothing else from me about sex, about the marital embrace, about making love, about love making, about intimacy, however you want to say it, you listen to what I'm going to say. This one right here will save you a lot of pain and rejection. Okay? You must constantly and religiously Prepare your wife for your love. You hear me? Say it one more time. You must constantly and religiously prepare your wife for your love. What do I mean? The marital embrace, 
must not be animalistic. You guys, you're making love to your wife and you're done in two minutes, a minute, five minutes, less than 20 minutes. You have a pre you have a uh, um, premature ejaculation problem. Your wife, it takes her 20 minutes to warm up when you're making love, at least 20 minutes. And think about it. It's a logical thing. If you are losing control in less than 20 minutes, your wife is not even close to being satisfied in the sexual apartment. And with women, sex is means a lot more to women than does men. Why? Because for women, sex is emotional, it's spiritual, and it's psychological. This is why... You as a man, if you're losing control with your wife less in less than 20 minutes, you are not satisfying her. And that's why she don't want to make love to you because she's not having a good time. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. 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 If you sat down and you asked your wife and you asked her to be completely truthful with you, that you're not going to get mad, you're not going to let your ego get in the way, she'll tell you. She'll tell you. She doesn't know it is 20 minutes. She doesn't know it that, that that's the number. But she'll tell you if you ask her, if you really want to know the truth, you know, premature ejaculation is in 95. Hey, listen, so premature ejaculation is 75% of men are premature ejaculators. What is it? That which means 95% of the women in the world are sexually unfulfilled. Think about what I just said. So this is why in my program, I have to break the dudes down and teach them what intimacy really is about, what it really is about. This is why when I say the mental embrace must not be animalistic, which means what? We get on top of our wife, we jam, jam, jam for two seconds or five minutes, and then it's over. And then there's, there's, it's over. It's it. Here's the clue. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be really honest with you today because I tell my dudes the same thing. Here's the clue. The number one clue that you know that your wife, that you didn't do your job when you and your wife made love. You ready for this? After you guys get done, if your wife is still up watching TV, she goes and hangs out with the kids. She goes and watches. Uh, she goes out and starts washing dishes. She goes out to the grocery store. <laughs> You didn't do your job. You roll over and go to sleep, and your wife is still up. That means that as a man, as a husband, you didn't you didn't do your job in the bedroom. So what I'm gonna do today is kind of teach you how to prepare your wife for your love so that your intimacy becomes really what it's supposed to be: blissful, intimate, loving, caring, and sharing, so that your wife feels that you're not using her as a utensil a fork, a knife, or a spoon. Because I'm telling you, I've talked to women before. Now, listen, fellas, please try to let your ego go out the way. I had to let mine go out the way because I was like what I'm saying. I mean, I was exactly like I'm telling you I, I let not to be. Trust me. Here is the descriptions I get from women about love making with their husbands. I can't stand it. It makes me cold. It makes me want to vomit. I hate when he touches me. I hate that, you know, I hate when to kiss him. I hate when he hugs me. I don't like being near him. I don't even want to lay next to him. Dude, this is what I'm asking you to, to, this is why I say we have to look at ourselves as men and understand 
that one of the reasons that we sex is the most the second most important thing in your marriage. It is. So this is why you must learn, relearn how to make love because why and what intimacy is truly about because why? Because women, like I told you, for sex is way important for them than it is men. Way more important. And if you know that as a man, you will get on your game. You will get your mastery up. That's why the second category in the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program, the third category, is called Making Love Mastery. How to become a world-class lover. Now, from you people that are Christian or Orthodox Christian, oh, Jerry, you can't be talking like that. Man, you crazy. You crazy, man. I'm trying to teach you how to keep your marriage right. And the way God expects sex to be, not the way men expect sex to be. And God created sex. Why? For the reason I'm telling you, for procreation and the union of the spouses. You don't know what marriage is for. This is what marriage is for. Number one, procreation. Everybody knows that one. The second and most important reason in this order, what marriage is for, is the formation and education of the children in the faith, not education on how to be a brain surgeon. And the third reason that um, marriage was created by God is for the union of the spouses. That's why sex, sex is the most is the second most important thing in your marriage. Why? Because it builds closeness. And for your wife, that's everything, brother. You, if you've been listening to me on this podcast for the last three weeks, you know that that's the truth. And if you really think about it, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. So when, this is what kills me about people. I have people, man, asking to be on their podcast. They go on my site and start looking about looking about the sex. You know the top? Listen, a lot of Catholics come to my site. A lot of Protestants come to my site. And you know what the number one blog post on my site for the last eight years is that has thousands and thousands and thousands of views? You know what the number one thing that people come to my site for? I don't talk about it that much. I really don't. I've got two articles on this subject. And I'm telling you, out of all I've got, if you look at my website, I've got dozens and dozens of articles. I've got dozens and dozens of videos. I've got all this stuff on my, I've got so much content, I can't even post it all. The number one thing that people come to my site to see that I don't push is on sexless marriage. <laughs> now, you tell me we can't talk about sex. You tell me people know what sex is about. They don't know what it's about. That's why they come to find out. How is God wanting me to survive in a sexist marriage? That's why if, when you hear me talk about one of the number, what the clue is it? Number six or seven or something like that. That we, if you ain't made love in over a month, you are in a sexist marriage. That means you make love that, that, that the husband and the wife make love less than 10 times a year, dude. 10 times a year. Think about that. There's 365 days in a year and a woman and a man cannot come together and make love more than 10 times a year. Dude, I, I, I help people and talk to people all the time. They make love in two months, six months, a year, five years, 10 years. This is what I'm telling you, man. Prayer is the number one thing in your marriage, honoring God and praying in, in him. The second most important thing, because for women, wives, it means everything, is the marital embrace because it builds closeness in your wife. It lets her know that you care through actions and not opening up your mouth. This is why the marital embrace is so important. The next important, most important thing in marriage is communication. But if the first two ain't right, the, the third one ain't going to go right. It ain't. This is why if people 
Do not under you have to understand what intimacy is truly about so that you can enter it into your life and your marriage and your wife can become a happy woman. This is this is the truth, man. It's the truth, man. Please. Sex, the mental embrace is supposed to be blissful. It's supposed to be two people exploring each other and loving each other and caring. It's supposed to be slow and methodical and smooth. That's what it's supposed to be, to give your wife time to embrace your love, to give her time to, to get into you and you to get into her. It takes time. It takes an hour or two hours. It really does, but people don't understand that. They think, well, you know, well, we just, we don't know. We're going to have these kids. We're just going to do this and do that. No, that's not how it works. Look, it's great to have kids and everything, but sometimes we want to make love because we want to enjoy each other. We know that God created sex for for, for children, and, and we know that. But look, man, intimacy is so important. The way we touch each other, hold our hands, the intimacy of the mind of our wife. If you want to get into the heart, mind, and soul of your wife again, into her being, you must understand as a man what she needs to be fulfilled as a woman, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. And God is included in that. Another thing, too, people kill me. Well, man, you God need to get out of my bedroom. We, he don't need to be in my bedroom. That's me. That's me and my wife. Me, no guy to be out of my bedroom. That's crazy too. That's crazy too. It's called eroticism. Eroticism. People think that. Listen, procreation. Listen, this is how much God loves us, man. He gave us the ability, the superhuman power to procreate. To help in creation. We participate in creation with the Father. This is how important sex is. It's that important that God gives us a God-like power to help him and to participate in that. So what does that mean? That means you as a man have a responsibility to re-educate yourself to become a world-class lover. A world-class lover for who? For God and your beloved. And when you, it's, we do not say it's eroticism, when we don't involve God in our bedroom, we start doing all kind of crazy stuff, which does what? Jesus Christ leaves and Satan comes in our bedroom. Listen, believe it or not, when we involve God in our lovemaking, which is simple, you just say a prayer together, or you say a prayer and your wife says a prayer before, during, or after. That's how you pray. It's very simple. God's not asking for much. You know, sure, there are certain moral things that we should that we're not supposed to do with each other, but dude, think about it. God, and that's people that don't even know God's main purpose for creating us. His main purpose for creating us is to have souls come back to him as saints to live with him in forever. So if we're doing crazy stuff in our bedrooms that go against, that go against procreation, we all know that's when God gets mad. A lot of other things he just gets irritated about, but the major, major plan is God is God. Um, his, his, his ultimate plan is to have all the souls that have been created to come back to him. Okay. So, Try to understand that when when you you need grace, the the love the couple needs grace from God 
to make love properly, to to engage in love properly, to make it so it's this the best thing in their you know it's the best thing in their lives, and that they they continually make love and they and they continually intimacy intimate with each other, and it's and and, and they enjoy each other. This is this is what I want you to. This is what I want for you. I want us to understand again for the last time. I'm gonna say it one more time. For women, sex is way, way, way more important than men. For men, it is psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. It is another thing. Technically, technically, the definition of premature ejaculation, and if you look it up, um. Uh, uh, Pope Benedict. Oh man, oh man, what was that Pope that did it? See, now, yeah, forget it. But anyway, in his book, Love and Happiness, I think it's called, um, before he was Pope, oh, somebody knows it, but basically, he says that this is coming from a Pope now, this ain't coming from Jerry, okay? He says that if a man does not allow his wife to come to coalition. Before he does. So, coition means, you know, the man loses control. Okay. Doesn't allow his wife to come to coition before him. That is hedonistic selfishness. And this is why we men must understand when we, when we don't allow our wife to become fulfilled and happy, which means what? He's saying that your wife must have at least one orgasm. Before you do, so that she, you that's so that you are not making her feel like she is a fork or a knife or a utensil that you as a man just use. Now this is coming from a pope. Now this ain't this ain't coming from me. You've got to understand how important intimacy is. That's why the pope and the listen. That's why the Catholic faith is the bomb. Because all the answers to life are within the church. If we just open up our minds and go find out about it, okay? Now, one of these days, I'm going to do a podcast on morality, on sexual morality, on chastity. Man, you think what I just said is crazy. What you start here with the church is talking about on that kind of stuff? <laughs> I'm going to put, I'm gonna have to put uh, not for teens on that blog post. <laughs> On that podcast. But anyway, so let's get back into it, man. Let's get back into it. Okay. So now, in order for that, for blissfulness to occur, remember, lovemaking is not about animalistic. It's, it's supposed to be blissful, right? Why? To give your beloved time to get into it. So 20 minutes, if you and your think about back over your life with your wife, all the times that you guys made love and it was less than 20 minutes. Most guys are 5 or 10 or 15, okay? If you lose control in less than 20 minutes, your wife is not satisfied, and then that will start to make her think that he doesn't love me, okay? So that being said, you must, your wife must be prepared in advance with intimacy outside the bedroom. Now, I told you a little bit about intimacy inside the bedroom. Now we're going to talk about intimacy outside the bedroom a little bit, okay? So your wife must be prepared in advance with intimacy outside the bedroom. If you don't do this on a regular basis, she will begin to withdraw from you and refrain from making love with you. Why? Because our beloved is not a robot, a fork, a knife, a spoon. She is a human person with feelings, desires, passion, and fire. This is why I teach you, you can never, ever, ever 
when you are doing the marital embrace, you can never, ever, ever consider your wants, desires, and needs because your wants, if you consider your wants, desires, and needs, first of all, it's going to throw you out of control, which means you can't make love for that 40 to 45 hour, two hour deal that your wife truly needs to show her that you really love her. Okay. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. I'm passionate about this, man, because I had the same problem. I had the same problem, man. Okay. So, but we as her beloved husband must bring out the passion, fire, and desire for her. I tell men all the time, if our marriage has no fire and passion is, or is boring, it's because we as men are boring. Remember, we are the pursuer. Our wife is the pursuee. <laughs> she, her job is to say, look, here I am. Your job is to win her every day so that she allows you to be close with her. Okay. This is why it's your job and responsibility as a man to bring out the fire in your wife. And guess what will happen? Then she will start coming to you to make love. Almost every man I've ever talked to in my whole life, that's a husband, almost all of them, hear what they say, man, she's always making me approach her all the time. Why do I always got to come to her? Why does, why does she not ever come to me and stuff? Well, I just told you why. Because your wife, because our wives aren't having a good time. They aren't. And so if, listen, when a person's having a good time, you ain't got to convince them to do nothing. <laughs> right? Think about it. If you like bowling, and somebody you love bowling, and somebody says, "Hey man, let's go bowling tonight." Okay, I'm there, buddy. I'm there. <laughs> so this is my whole point. If your wife is having a good time, and it's nothing unholy about that, man, the only time that sex, the marital embrace, becomes unholy is when we, as people, human persons, interject crazy stuff into the bedroom. And I don't mean stuff like dressing up and, and acting like I'm Superman and you Jane. I don't mean that's fun stuff. I mean illicit stuff. And I don't want to go in that today because that's not what this podcast is about because we'll be here all day. But I just want you to know that, you know, your job as a, the husband is to bring the fire and passion out on your wife. And then guess what? She will she will start to come to you. She will put on lingerie for you. She will want to be sexy for you. She will hug you and kiss you deep and, 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 and want to make love to you and stuff like that. But as, uh, as I always say, you is designed that listen, the universe is designed that the man is responsible. So guess what? You're the leader. So guess what? It's your job to get things going, but all you got to do is do it for a little while. And then your wife will serve you and take over. Okay. Next. Now, um, again, we as her beloved husband must bring out the fire, desire, the passion, the feelings in her, you know, to, to bring it out of her. If we fail to do this, her desire to make love for us over time will reduce down to nothing. Does that sound familiar? Gentlemen, gentlemen, intimacy outside the bedroom is the key. Please hear me. Plus, if you participate like I ask, you will put lovemaking on her mind. 
This is the thing with women. This is why I asked you. You have to do intimacy outside the bedroom, which means what? Prepare for your love. Because why? She's a multitasker, dude. Women are multitasker. They always doing it. They gotta go spend time with the kids. They gotta go to work. They got a, a project at work. They got um. They got do the dishes and they gotta take out, take the trash or instruct the kids on what to do. They gotta take care of the kids and school the kids. They gotta do all this stuff and please you and be your beloved. She got all this stuff to do. And if if we, this is why you have to understand women, their mindset, she's not doing it on purpose, dude. It's that you, you just don't understand her. This is why when a wife goes into marriage crisis, when a wife goes into marriage crisis, meaning what? I want to divorce. I want to leave and separate. The, one of the first things I, they say is, he doesn't understand me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't listen to me. Those are the top three things right there. <laughs> He don't listen. He don't know me. He don't understand me. <laughs> it's the truth, man. I, I, listen, dude. I, I, you know, I talked to a lot of people, man, and that's those are those. I'm trying to get his knowledge to you, brother. I'm not being arrogant. I'm just saying I'm trying to help you. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I want to help you. So you ain't. So you ain't go. If you're not in marriage crisis, if you right now are not in marriage crisis, which means your your marriage is either was probably mediocre, it's good, or it's great. Okay. Dude, you should you should be calling me right now. Hey, Jerry, how can we talk? How can I get in your program? Why? So you don't go through marriage crisis. So you can understand all this stuff I'm talking about. So you can make your marriage better than it is. So that you can be like, oh my God, this is this is a revelation. I talk to dudes all the time that they can't have they have sex with their wife. They ain't. Cause she don't want to. Cause she he's a jerk. That's what she thinks. I don't think that. That's what she thinks. You know? So this is how it works, man. This is how it works, brother. Really. Think about it. So women are multitaskers. And if husbands don't prepare her for the marital embrace, or more importantly, she has all of these things she has to do on her mind, like I said before, and as you are making love, she won't be into it. Just think about it. If we've all made love to our wives and it just seems like she ain't there. You know why she ain't there? Because you didn't prepare her for what you're doing. She has all this. She's thinking about all the stuff that I got to do when we get done. Why don't he hurry up? Have you ever heard that one? Have you ever heard that one? He just won't hurry up. Would you hurry up? Okay, I'm done now. Would you get off me? That's what they be saying. That's what they be thinking. I've actually had wives tell me that. I wish she would just stop and get off of me. But see, Women can't approach us about this because they scared we're going to get mad at them. She wouldn't say it the way I'm saying it. They wouldn't tell you the way they're telling me. But do what they will do is they will sit you down if you allowed her to. She would let you. She would allow you. If you allowed her, she would sit you down and say, listen, baby, I love you. I care about you. But in the in, in the we make love this, this and this. And then if you don't let your ego get in the way, which is the one thing, I don't work with guys that got ego. I don't. I don't. If you come to me and you and you and all you talk about is all the stuff your wife did wrong, you don't take no responsibility for nothing, don't call me. Really. Don't call me. Cuz all you're going to do, I'm going to try to get I matter of fact, talked to a guy yesterday. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. I said, "Hey man, we going you know, here's the Zoom link for us to talk, okay? So that's what I do. You know, if you guys, if, if you go watch my marriage masterclass on SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com, what will happen is 
You have to watch the marriage masterclass. And when it's over, if you need more help or want a, more personal help, then you schedule with me, right? So basically it's on Zoom. Like, you know, kind of like this right here. Like if right now, if, if, if I had a speaker on here or like you want to come in, I could bring you in and both of us would be in here talking. I could see you. You could see me, right? So it's like Zoom. So this dude come. I said, hey, man, are you coming? You know, are you coming? He goes, oh, well, can we just talk on the phone? I'm like, why? Well, you know, I don't have Zoom on my phone and I don't have a computer. I said, hey, no problem, man. Zoom is made for for your phone just as much as a computer. No problem. I got you, you know, and I'll help you if you can't get in. Right. I don't know from me. So it's time for the appointment and he ain't there. So I say, hey, man, I say, hey, man, are you coming? You know, what's going on? Well, you know, I said, look, OK, look, man, look, obviously you don't want help with your marriage. Obviously you don't. But you know, here's the deal. And I'm being very nice to him. I'm not really my voice is in my tone is not like it is now. It's just, you know, I get frustrated. I'm, I'm hyped up right now. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is I said, OK, man, Zoom is how I have my meetings. Not because of me, because it helps us bond better. It helps, it helps, I can help you better. I can, I can hear you better. I can see you better. I can, we can, we can get this, we can take care of things better. You know, this it, is, this is to help you, man, not really to me, you know. Um, and, and, you know, and I said, but you know what? I said, this is the problem. This is what the problem is. This lets me know that you're uncoachable. And this is what I mean about pride and ego. You know, we as men, we just can't put our own wants, desires out of the way. It's always about us. And that's not the mark of a true man. That's not the mark of authentic masculinity. Like every time I'm doing something, I think about me first. When I, he, look, he called me. I didn't call him. He emailed me. I didn't email him. And I said, hey, man, I said, hey, man, you know, you, this means if you can't even do this one little thing I'm asking you to do, that means we start working together. You're not going to do nothing. You're going to be with me for two years and ain't did nothing, have no progress in your marriage. You're going to be with me for two months or a month and nothing's going on because I'm asking you to do stuff and you you uncoachable. Your ego's in the way. Your pride's in the way. You know, and, and that's what I mean. You know, we've got to understand in the bedroom with our wives, it's very important. And I teach this to you. I'm telling you because you're here that if your wife in the bedroom, if you at any point doing that lovemaking session, if at any point you consider your wants, your desires, your needs, you have failed as a man, you have failed as a lover, and you failed as a man of God. Why? Because Christ wasn't selfish. Christ didn't think about himself. He, he, this is, he's teaching you on the cross what you should be thinking about. In that, in a lovemaking session, sex is about your wife and God is not about you. And so when you learn that, then guess what? You automatically start to become a world-class lover. Now, you hear that all the time, world-class lover. Dude, when I tell you, when I teach you, I'm not playing. You will be one of the greatest lovers in the world. Why? Because the stuff that you learn, most men in the world do not know it. You know how I know it? Huh. Because 95% of the women that make love to their husbands or outside of marriage are unfulfilled. Okay, did you catch that little statistic I said 20 minutes ago? 75% of men are premature ejaculators, which means in the numbers that 95% of women are unfulfilled in that department. Simple. It's not simple. It's complicated. But this is what you got me for. <laughs>
<laughs> so next. Um, now, so <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. You don't, when you're making love with your wife, you don't want her thinking about other stuff, about all the stuff she's got to do. This is why it's up to you to prepare her, to prepare her outside the bedroom when she comes home from work. Um, you know, if you think you want to make love to her, do the things it takes. And another thing too, don't only hug and kiss her outside the bedroom when you want sex. Women ain't stupid. They catch on that one real quick, especially when you're in marriage crisis. So what you got to do is, man, you, you've got to, this is why you make love to your wife all the time outside the bedroom. I said it. You make love to your wife all the time outside the bedroom. I don't mean actual penetration. I mean, you do the things that I, that I advocate, that I advocate that you do, you know, get close to her, hold her hand, go on walks, make her feel that you love her so that when you do, when you do want to make love, you've earned it. Women ain't stupid. They know they have a gift. They really do. And they know I got the gift. You want it. You got to earn it. And that's how they do. When women make love, they the reason women are like that, because each and every time they make love, man, all we as husbands are touching their souls. We're touching their mind and their hearts. And they know that. Instinctually, they know that. Okay? So, now, um, so many men know this about women. Like the stuff I just said, a lot of that stuff you know. You just forgot. Just kind of forgot, kind of got lazy and forgot a little bit. And that's cool, man. But you know what? The good thing is it ain't over. You ain't dead. Like my father used to say, you're still living and giving so you can change, right? So most men, they get lazy. And then when their wife starts doing that kind of stuff, they get bad and get upset. Another thing, too, don't get upset when your wife don't want to have sex, man. Just, just man up. Take your butt to adoration. Go into prayer, okay? Because if you get mad and get upset with her, because I did the same thing. I did the same thing. You get mad about it. They really don't want to make love to you then. Then they feel like they got to make love to you because of an obligation. Although it is, now sex between a wife and a husband is an obligation given by God. But women don't like you to say that. <laughs> okay. All right. So now when, um, when your wife is not participating the way you want her to during the marital embrace, you can't get upset with that. If your wife has started barely kissing you or hugging you and worse, not even excited about it, um, or about intimacy with you, there is a problem, like I've been trying to say, and you must get to the bottom of it right now. Kissing, hugging, holding hands, deep conversation, going for walks, laughing together to only name a few all make her feel close to you, that you love her and care about her, and that you don't you want her mind and her heart, not just her body. Okay, my brother, this is what you want. You, this is why you pray for your wife. You pray for your wife in marriage so that. The more you pray for your wife in marriage, the more you will fall in love with her. Why? Because you're giving your life away for her. You're giving, you spend all this time with her, for her, okay? Next, um, the brother, it really, man, really, this is what you want. This is really what you want. Men, we all want to have a great time doing lovemaking, but many times forget that our wife wants to have fun too, remember? And part of the fun for her is the chase which are the intimate actions you take with her. And for her outside the bedroom, this excites her and she realizes that you have deep desire for her. But you cannot and must not wait until the emotional connection is waning or gone. This is why guys in marriage crisis, they wait too long to get close to their wife, let the emotional connection go, and then she doesn't want to make love anymore. She wants to be near you and all that kind of stuff. This is why you got to take action now. You cannot wait. <clears throat> Okay, now, 
Then your intimacy outside the bedroom attempts will seem hollow and shallow. Believe it or not, I learned this from a priest. He said, husbands should hug and kiss your wife for at least 20 seconds. This gives her time to get into it and you as well, which allows her desire to rise to the top and place love on her mind. Remember that song? Let me put love on your mind. That's a great, great song. It's a soul song. Y'all look it up. <laughs> um, so next, you got to put love on her mind. I know, I know. Many say, man, Cherry, that's a lot of work. I said, yep, sure is. It's a lot of work. But I ask you, would you rather make love where she is really into it and participating or no sex or bad sex where you have an inattentive non-participant that can't wait until this nightmare lovemaking session is over. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. I just checked for calls. We have no callers. The content is over for the day. I hope that you guys learned something. You're good men. You're good men. You know, and 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 the society doesn't see us as good. They do they. You know, uh, matter of fact, I don't have any problem with them calling me toxic. I like it. Because they only call you toxic when you're trying to be a real man. Think about it. You're trying to take care of your family. When you're trying to be like Christ. When you're a Christian. When you're a hardcore Catholic. When you love God and Christ. You're all trying to um, you know, take up for somebody's honor. When you tell the truth. When you're trying to help somebody by telling the truth. Oh, yeah, we're toxic. Yeah, yeah. Call me toxic. I got a whole blog post on that. A whole video on that. I like it. I like it. I love when people say that. When women say that about me. I really do. Because I know if you're getting attacked. By the evil one, you know you're doing good. Right now, I can barely talk, man. I, I don't know what's going on with me today. <laughs> but I know I'm getting attacked. I don't feel good because I'm getting attacked. That's when you know you're doing good. You know, bad things start happening to you when you're doing when you're doing the work of the Lord, man. And that's what I want for you, man. You're good men. You know, give back the things that you learn from me, from the Holy Spirit. Get out there in the community, man. First of all, fix your relationship with God. 
fix your relationship with your wife in marriage, fix your relationship with your kids, and then and your and then get out there and volunteer. Show the world what real men are. That's what you do. You go join the Knights of Columbus. You join a men's group. You go out to St. Vincent Paul Society and you you uh, you help the poor. You feed the poor. You know you do rosary walks. You know, you get in the you get in the community so people can see what real men are. We that's the problem with, with especially with Catholics, man. Uh, strong Orthodox Catholics, man. You know, we in, we in sat all the time. I'm including me. That's why after I get done with, when I, I get done talk with you, I've been asked to uh, to help start a men's group. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm I, I, I look. I already got m- more stuff to do than I could ever want. But I understand my mission as a man. I got you know my family. My wife loves me. My God loves me. I'm in, I'm in, um, me and my wife and God are in, are in tune with each other. My children are thriving. So I got, I have an obligation as a man to go out and give that knowledge and that help and show people what, what true and authentic masculinity is when that, when a man is a man of God. Okay. Real simple. Okay. So there's no callers. And so we are out of here for the day. And I want to thank you men for showing up. Like I said, you're good men. Hello, and you just need you just need to understand your mission. Um, and once you understand that, man, your life becomes a whole lot easier. It really does because you figure, well, God said do it. So that's what I'm supposed to do. I guess I just got to do it. And really, the true love for Christ is what? Obedience. The Ten Commandments, the natural law was built inside of you. They're not rules, man. People think they're rules. They're not. They're just boundaries to, to give you more freedom. It's like in the football field. I, I explained this two weeks ago. You know that in the, in, if you the reason the the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl is because they they understand the freedom inside boundaries than the than the Philadelphia Eagles did. They understood that the white lines are God. That's the boundary. Now you can do whatever you want to inside that boundary as long as win the rules. And if you know the rules, then what do you do as a man? You say sweet. That's freedom. Freedom is not to be able to go outside the rules and the lines and do whatever you want because you're off the playing field. You ain't in the game. And so this is the purpose of this podcast, to help you as a brother, as a Christian soldier, as a man of courage, as true, authentic man to get in the game when it comes to God and your wife. Okay? So as we always do, we end with the quote from Pope Benedict XVI says, quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort, my brother. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.